Hey everyone, it's Adrian Pinozo again with Executive Capital and super excited. We are, believe it or not, episode number 17. Wow, how time flies. And I wanted to take a minute before we introduce our next incredible guest, um, just to kind of tell you what we've been up to lately. So as of late, our most recent off-market purchase is a 13-unit townhouse complex that we've uh, secured and firmed up on the deal that uh, we are going to be working on. It's going to be an incredible Burr project. And get this one. Did I tell you nine out of the 13 townhouses come vacant upon the possession of this amazing complex? So we can pretend, you know, obviously boots on the ground right away in construction beginning right off the bat. And we don't have to wait or there's no lull there to get construction started. So Crazy, crazy, uh, yeah, excited about that. And um, even better, imagine being able to um, buy a townhouse in 2022 for under $400,000. Like it's insane, uh, that the, the kind of deal that we picked up here. So yeah, um, that's what we've been up to lately. So yeah, if you guys are interested in getting involved in some of the bigger off-market acquisitions that uh, our company gets involved in, by all means, reach out to us. Um, definitely can work together in a joint venture structure and bring some of these amazing off-market deals to you as well. Um, on that note, uh, that's all we got for the intro here. And uh, yeah, if you'd like the content that we're delivering in our guests, please give us a five-star rating. Obviously, it, it, it does go a long way uh, for our podcast being such a new podcast, although we're doing exceptionally well. Um, really appreciate that. Um, like us on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast from. And uh, shoot me an email ever if you want to just see a certain type of content or guest on the show. I'd be more than happy to help out with that as well. So on that note, I'm going to get into introducing our man of the hour, um, episode number 17 guest. Hey everyone, it's Adrian Pinozo again with the More to Life Real Estate Investing Podcast, where we help you get more to life so you can start living your dreams through the real, through the power of real estate investing. Super pumped today, guys. Our guest, Darren Voros. He's here with us and he's accomplished amazing things in real estate as a real estate investor and trainer. He controls a portfolio of properties now worth over $10 million and has traveled across North America, educating, inspiring, and motivating audiences on the subject of real estate investing, financial independence, and financial literacy. Darren has been featured as an on-air renovation expert, The Goods, and City Line. He was also the behind-the-scenes contractor on Save My Reno and Game of Homes. When he's not on TV, speaking or acquiring new real estate, he can be found spending time with friends and family at the yoga studio or where are you now? Away in Georgia. Costa Rica. Costa Rica. <laughs> on the yeah, beach in Costa Rica. On the beach in Costa Rica in February. Amazing. Um, so yeah, when Darren's not on TV speaking or acquiring new real estate, he can be found spending time in Costa Rica with friends, family, the yoga yoga studio, and walking on his rest working walking his rescue pup. Sorry. So after all that, very proud to welcome Darren Voros. Darren, how you doing, pal? 
I'm doing great. Thanks for having me here. You're doing great in Costa Rica, enjoying. What's the weather like down there? It's not very good. It's only 32 and sunny here today. So, yeah, no, it's, it's a little. <laughs> no big deal. No big deal. Right. Yeah. That's amazing. And the epitome of living life on your own terms and by the power of real estate investing. Darren is yeah. a prime example in Costa Rica right now. And you've been away for a while, right? Just kind of traveling. Yeah, I left mid-December uh, and this was a goal that I had a couple years back really was like I you know, worked really hard on my real estate investing you know, business. And, and one of the things that I realized was I don't like Canadian winters. And so I was like, well, how do I how do I create a life by design? And so that for me was a couple of years ago to say, OK, well, what I need to do to shift things around a little bit where I could leave mid-December and come back end of March. And so the last couple of years, it's been fragmented a little bit. But this is the first year where I've been, you know, left mid-December and I will not return back to uh, to Toronto until end of March. And uh, yeah, so I bounced around. I was in Arizona for, for the holidays with my family and, and then I uh, went to Mexico for a month and Costa Rica for two. So it's been a, it's been a great, I, I, you tell you what, like it's been the best decision in my life and um, I am really enjoying being here. Awesome. You don't mind me asking, how old are you? I'm 45. Yeah. 45. And you've been in the game now, real estate investing, coaching, mentoring, construction, how long? I bought my first house in 2002, so it's 20 years. Um, 20 years. But yeah, actively as, a, as an investor, I would say, for the last decade. Similar, somewhat similar to me. Amazing. Mm -hmm. So um, you've been a speaker, a coach, and a masterclass host, like we talked about over the years, with some motivation and giving back. Um, at what point did you realize that the knowledge you had accumulated in this space was very beneficial in the industry that you could actually help people. Like how many years were you investing before you said, you know what, like I know quite a bit now I can, you know, bring something to the table and help people out and, and whatnot. It was, um, it was a bit of an opportunity presented to me probably close to, <clears throat> excuse me, close to eight years ago. Um, I, I was, I joined uh, an organization called Keyspire and I was a, a member of that organization and, and they were looking for an additional speaker to go out on the road. Uh, Scott McGilvery, their celebrity speaker is, you know, he's like, I only have so much time. I got a family. I need to like be home for some weekends and we're looking for somebody else. Yeah. And I have a performing arts background, so I'm, I'm not like afraid of the stage at all. And I had a, enough experience in the real estate investing space that I felt like I could go out there and, and help people. So that's where I got sort of that first taste of real estate education from the stage. And I would deliver a two hour presentation and the light bulb moments that you can kind of see as you're speaking to people, even on a relatively simple level, was really inspiring to me. And I really enjoyed that. And so that was kind of that first intro to it. And then since then, I, like I say, I've kind of gone off and done my own thing. But um, that was I, I really enjoyed uh, educating people and just helping them along with their journey and seeing the transformation that they could uh, create with a little bit of additional knowledge. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty empowering to yourself and other people and even motivationally your inner self too. Like when you're, when you see somebody like even a friend or a close colleague or even a, a student execute that perfect burr and they, they relied on your expertise and maybe some coaching and knowledge and, and direction. It, yeah, it, 
it's amazing because they got a grin from one ear to the other and they're so happy. And now, you know, they're going to, they're telling their friends and their family. And if everybody can have financial through freedom, through real estate investing like us, kudos, right? Like mm-hmm. go, go to it. There's so much out there to be, to share with, but yeah. um, with success comes failure, obviously. Each failure we encounter is an opportunity to learn, and we know what's important to reflect on these failures. What are some of the biggest challenges you had to overcome in 2002-ish when you started investing in real estate? What were some of the biggest challenges you overcame in your early, early onset of your real estate investing career? Yeah, I mentioned it briefly off the top. My first transaction was like far from smooth. You know, I, I bought a house. I planned to finish the basement. I did some sweat equity. My plan was to turn around and try to sell it for $25,000 more than I had into it. And I couldn't sell it, right? Um, not for what I wanted for anyway. And I was like, well, what am I going to do now? You know, am I going to sell it for less money and basically not get paid to do all this work that I just did? Uh, that didn't seem like a great idea. So I thought, well, I guess I'll, I guess I'll rent it. But I didn't have any knowledge. I hadn't, I'd never been a landlord before. Um, and I, you know, I did what I thought I was supposed to do. I put a tenant in place and I checked their references and I, you know, I looked at their car when they drove up and I was like, okay, this guy seems like he's good. And then he was a professional tenant. He, he was looking for me, right? He was mm. like, uh, he saw an inexperienced landlord. And, and that's what a lot of ex- professional tenants will do. I always say bad tenants are looking for bad landlords. Right. And so that's where I just didn't have the knowledge. And so I put this guy in there. Luckily, like he didn't pay his rent on the second month and uh, we served him with the eviction notice. And it was a relatively smooth process to get him out of there. But when people are afraid of tenants, you know, because that's a lot of what I hear, too. Like, oh, I've heard horror stories about I'm like, yeah, I, I, I can pretty much guarantee that behind the scenes there, there's an inexperienced real estate investor that doesn't necessarily know what they're doing because since that time not to say that i haven't had my challenges i've I've never really had to evict anybody since um and you know that's that's one of those things that i think it's just a it's it's misinformation right people are like they hear somebody's uncle had a terrible experience with a tenant and they're like i'll never get into real estate investing because of tenants i'm like well who said you have to manage your own property like when when was that like laid down as the law like you can hire professionals to do that and they're like well then that costs money i'm like well then your deal is not good enough Right. So it all kind of goes back to that thing of like, it's just, it's just pure education that people are lacking and that's why they don't want to move forward or that's why they're a little bit intimidated. So for me, that's, that's all it is. Right. The power of leverage, right? Leverage your time, give it to professionals so you can continue to focus on the bigger picture, the bigger, the bigger meat and potatoes of growing your portfolio or just enjoying and living life in Costa Rica for the winter months of the year, right? Like, obviously you're leveraging whatever you're leveraging because you wouldn't be able to be there if you had to be here and deal with tenants, right? That's right. So it's, yeah. it's all relative. And if you reach that level, I mean, we all start by, we all started once upon a time to look after our own properties and deal with our tenants ourselves. You did, I did. And, you know, for me personally, and I'm sure you're probably the same, but for me personally, things really kind of, started to grow when I learned the power of leverage and, uh, you know, pay the guy $15 an hour to do the $15 an hour job. So we can focus on 
building apartment buildings, right? Yeah. So it's all relative and you, the right mindset to get you to continue to grow for sure. Um, so Darren, real estate success doesn't come out, doesn't come. If you had to restart your investing career today, where would you do it and how would you start? Would you do anything different? Uh, absolutely. I would. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I think that my journey has been a very um, common journey for many real estate investors, but I'll tell you what, uh, I could have done it a lot faster. Um, I think that the mistake that a lot of people make is they go out and they learn about a strategy and then they try to implement the strategy. I think if people started to look at it more from a business perspective and build a business around real estate investing, they'd have a lot more success. So to your point, you know, from day one, if I can leverage other people's time and energy, I would have been able to do that many more transactions. If I can leverage other people's money, I can do that many more transactions. But that comes again back to that sort of piece of like, why didn't I do it? I just didn't know. I didn't know it existed. You don't know what you don't know. And so if, if that's the case, then I think there's there's a you know, you can you can um, you can you can learn things and you can implement them very quickly. So for me, I, I would say like that's the biggest thing that I that I missed in the beginning was building the business and the strategy is the end piece. Right. It's like, OK, where which market am I going to? That's kind of like that first thing that I talked about. It's like and the second thing is like, where's OK, build your team up. Now you've got your team. Well, now you're going to start to look at where's your capital coming from? Is that the bank? Is that an investor? Is that whatever? And the last thing in that process is the strategy. The strategy is like, okay, I can go, I can flip, I can burr, I can wholesale, I can do whatever. But, but people start with strategy and I'm like, no, you got to start with business, right? You got to start with that process and then you can build on that. Amazing advice. I agree. If I would started to leverage things a lot sooner, I mean, I've, I've only been in the game 11 years. And I think we've got a very healthy portfolio after 11 years. But yeah, I didn't start leveraging till probably three and a half, four years ago out of my 11. So that first six years, you know, getting started, which isn't bad, but I didn't leverage at all. And I was still a police officer at the time. So I would, you know, be working my night shift and this shift and court and then running to my rental properties, screening tenants, cutting the grass and just you know, ultimately it, it enabled me to retire early from policing, but I probably could have retired maybe, you know, three years sooner than I actually did. But yeah, I completely relate to that, pal. Mm -hmm. um, so we're getting to the end of the podcast here and um, call it our lightning round, if you will, but uh, <laughs> quick and to the point, Darren, what is your why? Why do you do what you do? You know, this is, I, I got to be really honest with you. Like, this is something I've struggled with a lot as a real estate investor. Um, I, I, I've never had a, a great why, I don't think. Um, I saw my parents struggle a little bit growing up. You know, we mm -hmm. were in a probably middle income family. Uh, my dad and my mom had good jobs. Uh, they both lost their jobs when I was about 14. Um, and that was kind of that moment where they said, if you want something in life, you kind of have to go and work for it and you got to make your own money. I'm grateful for that experience. But since that point, you know, they've they've struggled, you know, financially. They've always been able to put food on the table and a roof over their head and they live a very, you know, uh, simple lifestyle, if you will. 
but I, they often are arguing about money and things like that. And it seems to stress them out a lot. So that was something that I grew up in and I never wanted to experience that. I never wanted to go into a restaurant and worry about the price on the menu. I was like, I just want to go in and order what I want. I want to stay right. where I want. I want to fly business class or whatever I want, if I want to do those kinds of things. So right. I have to, you know, I, I think that the biggest thing for me was I wanted that financial freedom. Since then, I've now shifted my focus a little bit more back to like, how can I give back? Um, and so one of the, the things that I really want to focus on over the next couple of years is, you know, uh, being a little bit more charitable and with my time and with my money. So um, I, I have a rescue dog. Her name's Ella. And I got her from an organization called Save Our Scruff. Uh, who does amazing work they go down to mexico and all these other places around the world and they 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 rescue dogs and they bring them back to canada and they foster them here and then they uh, end up adopting them to to canadian families and so right. i'm really passionate about that i think it's a great organization and, and i just love animals in, in general so uh this year i plan to spend a lot more time and energy uh dedicating some back to the to that organization and to other organizations that i feel passionate about but that that's my main why i know that wasn't a lightning round but <laughs> there you go <laughs> sorry <laughs> there's another thing we have in common so i love animals too and we got a rescue um it's our second rescue now uh half boxer half lab uh from a company uh boxer rescue um mm -hmm. and uh the rescue we have now is found as a stray in quebec and yep. uh it was was obviously uh, saved and brought over and we're lucky to have her. But um, you're very successful, obviously, Darren. And when we say that relative to how the world views success, but do you think there's still more to life for Darren? And when Darren pictures more to life, what do you see? Yeah, it's really simple for me. It's geographical freedom and time freedom. I think financial freedom is always that first thing that people are trying to strive for, but then it's time freedom and geographical freedom. Can you do whatever you want to do from anywhere in the world? And can you set your day and not have to work if you don't want to? I think those two things are, are really powerful for me. So that's the next uh, part of my journey is, yes, I'm going to continue to work on the financial freedom, but now it's like geographical and time freedom are the biggest ne next steps for me. Everybody listening, you should write that down. Geographical freedom and time freedom. I've never heard of that before. And I've talked to hundreds of real estate investors. And that's the first time I've heard of that phrase, if you will. Geographical freedom and time freedom is what real estate investing can give us and has given us and continue to grow with it. Amazing. Um, Darren, if you could give one parting word of advice to new real estate investors, old real estate investors, novice or experienced, what would that one piece of advice be to them? Discipline. I think that, you know, real estate investing is not always easy. Uh, it's not always fast, but if you can be disciplined, uh, if you can be systematic in what you do, I think you'll have success as a real estate investor. Couldn't agree more discipline for sure. Amazing, Darren. That that was absolutely amazing. I love the advice. That that lightning round actually you 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 really hit it out of the park in my opinion. Some great 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 advice there. So how do people get a hold of you, Darren? People want to pick your brain, they want to do business with you, invest with you, join your masterclass. How do they get a hold of you? 
Yeah, um, simplest thing is if you want to invest with us, it's Ready Developments. Ready is R-E-D-I. Um, you want to take my masterclass, go to DarrenBoros.com. And if you want to learn for free, go to YouTube uh, forward slash Darren Boros. It's all there. Amazing. Thanks so much for having us or having being with us, Darren, today, uh, all the way from Costa Rica, the sunny, the warm Costa Rica as we hear. Actually, it's pretty cold here in the GTA. I think we're hovering yeah, around minus 20 with the wind today or something. Yeah, it's yeah. bright sunny, but it's it's cold as you know what. So, yeah. <laughs> so continue to enjoy yourself out there. And for anybody that wants to chat with me or get a hold of us, we're all over social media, obviously. Adrian Pinozo. Um, uh, invest with EPC. Our website, www.executivepropertiescapital.com. And uh, yeah, that's it. So again, thanks so much, Darren. It's been a pleasure and enjoy the rest of your time away until when are you coming back? You said March. End of March. End of, End March. of March. Awesome. April. Yeah. All right. Thanks cheers. for having me on, Adrian. I appreciate it. Cheers. Cheers.